Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Fiction. Science fiction. Horror. Fantasy. Crime. LGBT. Thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. Heard on FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus is coming to town.
good for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. Welcome back into a special week on the House of Mystery in L.A., Palm Springs, and San Bernardino. Um, so, Dale, what, what we're doing this week is because it's kind of the holiday week and we're going to be having some, some, some special guests on. So we've got uh, writer, musician, and singer. We've got Adrian Christian, and we've got Sudi Caritas, which is really Rick. Rick Gorgeous is his real name. So, guys, thank you for being here. Thanks. You're having. welcome. And I, I won't, I won't resent you for, you know, wanting Sudi. I mean, it's, it's Rick is your man, and I won't, I won't get in the way. I promise. Oh no, no don't, don't worry about it. Everyone's had him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're starting early. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't date them that young. Oh. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, seniors. I don't date seniors. He's on. He's already on the seniors card. That makes more sense. When we talk about um, music and Christmas music, and there's always a lot of talk about that, especially lately. You know that Mariah Carey song gets overplayed, and and um, a lot of complaining about that. And I, don't <laughs> know, I hear all this stuff. And and so, is there still a market to be doing Christmas songs? Out there, do you think? I do think there's more of a market because of that, because um, people feel, and in their words, that that that's you know the the typical songs that we, we hear every year are played out. That people are, people grow tired of of the same thing. However, there are some songs that will always always remain. Um, you know. Uh, the time of the year, you know, by Johnny Mathis. There's, you know, Judy Garland, uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Frank Sinatra's version. There, there are certain things that will always hold up. But that being said, something like a Mariah, who is from more of the more recent history, um, I, I do think that that song specifically is, is played so much because um there there's been this um push to land it on number 1 and it knocked off white christmas by bing crosby so that is 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 one thing however in mariah's favor i'm going to say that she is a fantastic songwriter and i do appreciate um uh, that she wrote the song for um the grinch um where Are You Christmas, that Faith Hill uh, recorded. Mariah wrote that. He wrote she that? co-wrote it with James Horner, who did Titanic. So 
Um, oh. and, and so okay. I'm, I'm planning to record that because I think that's a gorgeous song. I tend to look for songs that are less overexposed, you know, and that really have a feeling melody and that really, uh, touches, uh, the heart. Personally, I think all I want for Christmas, even though it has the jingle bells on it and everything, it always feels to me like a surfer song. It always feels like a like Beach Boy song because it has that kind of <laughs> surfer sound. Um, all I want, da, 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 da. It, it sounds a little bit like George Michael when he first came out with Wham. You know, it sounds sounds like that. Like Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. It has that flavor, that bubblegum flavor, and. Mm. And, and and so I don't always feel Christmas from that. So maybe it's because it's been over exploited or over pushed, oversaturated that people feel that way. Yeah, I, I think I think it's hard to get newer songs played on the regular radio stations. They just play the same old, same old. But I think because of all the streaming options now, people are finding the newer music on Spotify and iTunes and all those things. So. Um, and some people have a hunger to hear those newer songs. So, but, but you're right to get played on mainstream radio. You know, they, they just don't play anything. Even by huge artists, it's hard for them to get, uh, I think new Christmas. And I love listening to new Christmas music or not the same old thing. Um, so yeah. Both, both Rick and I agree on that, a new, a new take on, on, uh, a song and, and something that wouldn't be typical on a Christmas album by a new artist is, there's a there's a hunger for that, and there's an audience for that. People are looking. So I do think that it is true that people people are looking. Well, I noticed because the first song we're playing of yours today is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Now, that's kind of a, a classic. It's from when I was a kid. It's probably from way before I was a mm-hmm. kid. Now, do you think there's a difference in the type of Christmas songs that were like like when you say um, Judy Garland and and you mention some of the Frank older Sinatra. ones, right? That that's got to be. There was a different. It seemed to have a different feel and a different meaning to their Christmas songs than, let's say, I don't want to pick on Mariah Carey, but so let's say you know um, George Michael had his mm-hmm. Christmas song and and yeah, and so things like that. But there is a difference. There's there's a different. Sentiment. When you have like an Alicia Keys or you have someone who is like a Faith Hill or someone, you know, from the more recent um, uh, time. And and I was just talking, I was just getting on my phone, the phone with my cousin with, she was saying, I, you know, I, I'm always looking for newer, newer things. Um, but your question about, you know, a take on the classic and Santa Claus is coming to town. Well, the, the 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 feel of something like Santa Claus is coming to town, or have yourself a merry little Christmas. Like some of those old classic ones, have a they seem to have a different intention. Well, they had a more traditional sound, and I think they were more, in some ways, more simple. Um, they're classic sounding. Um, so it's, I guess maybe that's yeah. I don't know. Um, I have to say that there's also a reflection of the time period in which it was written. For instance, the Great Depression, um, the wartime in the 1940s and the 50s, uh, what what the country was going through. And many times during the holidays, we as a as a nation or as a country or, you know, or in the world, we're going through something. And during Christmas, people tend to people can feel down. They can feel sad. And 
and need some comfort. So the the sound of those Christmas songs um, uh, oftentimes reflect um, what people are going through. And I have to tell you that when I did Santa Claus is Coming to Town, I thought very much about the current state of the world and the fact that I didn't want to do a jolly Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I wanted to do it in a ballad form and I wanted to do something that was comforting. I was just going to use that word, comforting. When I listen to your new version of that song, that's the word that comes to my mind, comforting. And I also thought about the children. I thought about how hard must it be to grow up as a child now as opposed to when we were kids, when things were a little simpler. And the fact that children today are growing up wearing masks or seeing people with masks in school or all the things that have been going on in, in the shootings and 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 the tragedies that have occurred in this country with children. And I just feel that there must be room for a world with a Santa Claus. My personal message to the listeners is that is that we mustn't give up the child in us that believe in Santa Claus because, because that spirit of Santa Claus is still alive. It really is real to me. When I experience Christmas and I am not just being given a gift, but being, the, being given the gift of love, I experience what that love means in terms of Santa Claus. There is, of course, the religious aspect when we have songs that are about Jesus Christ and birth of, of Jesus, but we also have people who just want to believe in goodness, in what's good, and that, that there's still some good left in this world, that hope for that. And so I wanted to extend that in Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh, you gave me an idea for a song, World Without a Santa Claus. That's a good song title, so I'm going to work on that. Sure. And you know... When you talk to Rick, and this is oftentimes when I'm in conversations with Rick, he a million things pop in him, a million inspirations, and he's constantly something is a great idea for this, a great idea, and before you know it, we're in three or four projects. That happens for sure. Oh, I, I, I bet several things pop up for Rick, and, and before you know it, he's in three or four projects <laughs> that we're unaware of. <laughs> Yeah, that we don't even know what's going on there. No cameras on that one. La 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 la, ho ho ho. La 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 la, ho ho ho. When I'm down and out with the blues, there's a little trick I use. On the toughest days of the year, I muster up some holiday cheer. My imagination takes me to somewhere I feel good as new. Christmas is my happy place. Christmas is my happy place. Thinking about that day puts a smile on my face. Christmas is my happy place. La 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 la. I picture the guy up in the North Pole All is calm when I sing Silent Night And on dark days I still see the light My imagination takes me to Somewhere I feel good as new 
I leave my worries far behind. Christmas is my happy place. Christmas is my happy place. Thinking about that day puts a smile on my face. Christmas is my happy place. Christmas is my happy place. Thinking about that day puts a smile on my face. Christmas. His amazing grace Christmas is my happy place Yeah, Christmas is my happy place Christmas is my happy place um, what, what is that all? Is that like uh, in your mind? Yeah, so when people, there's an expression people have been using a lot the last few years, this is my happy place, you know, or the beach is my happy place. And I was actually going to write a song about the beach being my happy place, but I'm like, no, the Christmas, that should be Christmas, my happy place. But yeah, I, it's, I, I don't know how long people have been saying it, that's my happy place, but in your mind you go there kind of, and that's what you think about. So I, I wrote a whole song around that, like, you know, um, any time of the year you can go to that happy place and just think about Christmas kind of, and it puts you in a good mood or whatever. So what does Christmas mean to you then? Like, what does that mean? Uh, is my happy place? Is it, is it wherever you remember good Christmases or is it family? Yeah. Well, the good things about, well, it, a lot of the song is just the, everything from, uh, you know, the whole thing with Santa Claus and the whole thing with being with family and friends. Um, and, I mean, I'm trying to remember the lyrics to the song off the top of my head, you know, just to, um, but, uh, yeah, it's just all the fun, good feelings you get at Christmas, the warmth of it and the, um, and it's such a chaotic world and all the things going on. So when you're having one of those weeks or one of those days, you know, he pictures, uh, you know, just a snowman or pictures Santa at the North Pole or whatever, or just thinking about the song Silent Night makes you feel calm, you know, and, um, and then of course the whole reason for the season is a, brings it to a really happy place. So what was, what's, what is your best memory of Christmas? Did we, when we were kids, we used to go to upstate New York, drive from Sasset, Long Island, all the way to upstate in a station wagon and see my, to my grandmother's house. We would literally go over the river through the woods and we would spoon with my aunts and uncles and, uh, you know, all five of us kids would go up and driving and it would usually be a white Christmas because it would usually snow up there in the mountains. So those, those are some of my favorite Christmases. Um, as a kid. Um, and then when I was older, I think when my nieces and nephews were born and seeing how much they enjoyed Christmas. Um, so I don't know if I have one in particular that was like the most, the worst one was two, two years ago when I had COVID. So I don't want to talk about that one, but, uh, <laughs> oh, that was the worst. So that, that's your happy place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's my unhappy place. COVID yeah. is my happy place. Yeah. I was going to write a thing called COVID Christmas and you know, that was awful. I was, yeah, all through Christmas and New Year's, it was just, uh, awful. Well, how do you know when the song's right? When it's good? Oh, that's a good question. When it's finished, right? Um, yeah. It's, it, you know, well, you rewrite it several times too. And, you know, 
sometimes you have to let it marinate and sit a little while and then go back to it. So you, and then you listen again and you have more of a clear, you're not, you're more objective. So, um, but I usually, you know, when it says what you want to say, when it, you know, you can give it to a few people to listen and they might have suggestions. I do workshops and stuff and songwriting workshops. And, uh, so I get feedback for them then. And sometimes it just feels like, okay, it's done now. Um, and some are done very quickly and some take weeks or months, you know, it depends. Um, but it's kind of just a, some of it's just a, like if you're a chef or a cook, you know, you might have all the ingredients and exactly how to do stuff, but sometimes you could go by just by a feeling or, okay, yeah, I can, you know, that's, that's done now. But sometimes does it take the singer to do that? So like when you find, uh, for instance, Adrian and, and, and you guys, you know, he goes, well, I like this song. I want to try it. Um, it, it, is there sometimes when that's what, what kind of makes the song come, come alive? Well, you mean when someone else, well, when someone else records it, like when yeah. he recorded my song, Midnight Will Be Clear, that was so cool to have it. someone who sings like, he sings great, take your song and make it his own and his version of it. So it gives it a new life. And I loved that. That was, that's such a great feeling. It's, I make a joke. Like I felt like Dolly Parton with I Will Always Love You. And then Whitney used to recorded it, you know. Um, it's a great compliment for sure. And also you, you receive something that someone writes and you, I first feel the obligation or the, uh, the, the, the commitment to the, the text, the, the, the written material, uh, to live up to the intention of the writing. That's the first thing that I look at when, when I'm uh, interpreting a song. And yes, there's room for, for me in there somewhere, but there, it's basically, it's serving the work first. It's serving the actual intention. In Midnight Will Be Clear, I contemplated doing a modulation and it just didn't feel like it was needed. So sometimes you think of doing things to do little sh tiny tweaks, shifts, changes, things like that, that really would elevate as long as it elevates the original intention and you know i've seen it where um something is taken one way and then morphed into completely something else you know um and and that can happen too uh, as a songwriter myself when i'm writing a song uh i feel like it's done when it is um when it has uh when the story is told musically and lyrically in other words where i've taken you the listener somewhere where you feel exact life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Where I, I, where I wanted to take you in, in the story of, in, in the feeling of the song, beginning, middle, and end, so that you walk away with an experience. So, so sometimes that means goosebumps. Sometimes you feel, oh, I felt that. And so that was very true with Angel of Mine when I played it for some people and they heard it, they got goosebumps and they, and it meant that it translated. So that, that was one way I knew that it was really done. But I really belabor some of it because I, I realize that some of these songs are going to be forever. Like Santa Claus, I want it to be 
you know, year after year, people are going to listen to it 50 years from now, 60, I hope. And I hope that they look at this version fondly, you know, and that they hear the heart of it, you know. Um, uh, and one more thing, uh, have, your, have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas had a really dark, uh, coming out of the Depression, had a really dark feeling. And Judy Garland, I read, had uh, insisted and asked that they change a couple of lines in the lyrics because it was almost suicidal when it was first written. And so they, you know, because it was written for the movie, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. And so it was adjusted, and it, and that version that she sings is is a definitive version. Oh, just give you another idea. Oh, quick, write it down. <laughs> I am. The Heart of Santa. You just gave me an idea for another title, The Heart of Santa. Oh, I thought you said The Heart of Santa. No. <laughs> When I first saw you, I already knew There was something inside of you Something I thought that I would never find Angel of mine I looked at you, looking at me Now I know why they say the best thing
Checking for you, you're right on time. Angel of mine. Now, the angel of mine. What what is the uh, meaning of that song? Wonderful. Um, angel of mine was was originally written uh, and recorded by a girl group R and B, and then Monica released it in 1999, and it became a number one Billboard hit. And it was an R&B song. And when she sang it, this is a great example of this whole tweaking thing. When she sang it, she sang it to a man. So she sings, uh, she, she sings, um, you are so fine. And I sing, you're so divine. And I heard it as a Christmas song. I heard it with bells and I heard it as a magical thing honoring um, Jesus and and the angel that was born, you know, um, but I was thinking of it a bit in that context when I was recording it. Um, but it also speaks to just angels that are there for you in life that that help you when you're down and lift you up. And so a lot of people can really relate to that all year long. I just thought I want to have it in my Christmas album. So it's it's a part of my Christmas album, even though it was uh, an R&B hit and I made it more into a pop holiday flavor. So how did, how did you two decide to um, get together and write? Like what happened there? How did it become? Well, originally we found each other on Facebook, I think through mutual friends. And I really, I had heard one of your songs, Adrian, I think, or I saw the video to uh, Consuming Fire, I think was the first one I saw. And I really liked that. And, and we started connecting on Facebook. And then, and then I think I asked him to be in my video, the video for um, Minute Will Be Clear. And that's when we really started working together. And when he liked that song, I wanted to record it. And then um, my Alzheimer's song, uh, What You Don't Remember. And, but we just started, you know, and then he had me in his video for a song for you. And, and then we're, you know, we were talking about doing, you know, quite a few different, even writing some sketches together and things like that as well. There's a, there are some film, filmed projects, acting projects that we're planning on doing, um, involving, um, you know, for series, things like that, um, where we get to tell more stories, uh, comedic, uh, you know, in, in a comedic vein and, uh, and so many times when we spit out ideas, oftentimes it's exactly what you just experienced with him right now, where which is that, you know, I'll say something and he says, oh, I got this idea for that. And he'll throw that out. And then suddenly I'll bounce it back and think, oh, my goodness. And what about adding this to it? And, and before you know it, some kind of an idea is coming forward about, about you know, um, um, you know, either a script or a series or a song. And, you know, he's got a few, he's got a few scripts, uh, um, um, film scripts in, you know, in the fire. 14. I have 14 of them sitting here gathering your dust. <laughs> he is constantly writing. He's constantly coming up with some, some stories, some ideas, um, that, you know, cause there's so many stories that go through him and he just, he can't contain himself. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm fortunate that way too because I like creating content. I like producing content. So my ability to take something of his and then put it to 
audio to put it to recording or to put it to film you know um is uh it's a great match for us we're, we're both able to um you know take advantage of that partnership wow so now um i noticed the next song on the playlist all i want for christmas is some sleep that's definitely don't we oh, yes isn't it really a pure rick song <laughs> so yeah I, I wrote that and i think um I don't think I knew you well enough yet then to have you in that video right now. Right, right. That. Um, so, but I had other friends in it that, that were in it. It was a lot of fun to shoot, like four or five, maybe five years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a fun video and it's, I think, a song people can relate people to. People can relate. Cause the crack, Absolutely. It starts after Halloween is when the madness starts and it just, from there, it just gets worse, like up through Christmas. It's become so chaotic. And don't get me wrong, I love Christmas, but we all feel that frustration of just the stress and the shopping lines and the putting up the lights and the just there's so much involved. So it's exhausting, yeah. So I made a little, you know, and it, it's, you know, uh, it used to be so simple about a boy in Bethlehem. How did a sacred day become two months of mayhem? That was the bridge of the song, <laughs> you know. Um, so a lot of times I'll have the craziness of it, but it brings, you know, what the season is supposed to be about and what it's become. But just a comedic way of looking at that, you know. Yeah, everyone's, you know, robotic. Suddenly a certain date hits and suddenly everyone's on automatic and having to meet a deadline. And um, there's, there are two sides to, to Rick's songs, I think. There's one of them, which is, you know, his his uh, um, heartfelt, uh, sweet, kind um, uh, feeling for humanity and then there's the other side completely flipped which is just <laughs> yeah dark uh, or you know kind of black comedy it's just hysterical and and i i would i would like to dabble in some of his dark stuff too i mean there's a christmas song he wrote that is i i won't tell you what the title is it's it's it would be funny to do it, for me to do it and i don't know if it fits in one of my christmas albums but i would still release it because i think it i think Audience identification. That's what it is. Which way? Which song is this? A song I've already, I've written and recorded. No, you haven't recorded you it. You told me about it, and I said I want it. Oh, I know the one. Yes. you mean. I know the one you mean. Okay. And so, yes, okay. So it's, uh, it's. Uh, well, this show is called Mystery. So, House um, <laughs> of Mystery. We're going to keep that a mystery. <laughs> audience <laughs> identification. The audience has to identify whether it's through the warm, you know, feeling uh, moved by it or. Even if it's something like all I want for Christmas is some sleep and goodness, haven't we all been there? Yeah, it certainly can be stressful for, for everyone, you know, involved. Um, I never notice. I, 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 I just stay home alone. Oh, <laughs> oh that's another, well, I can't say that one yet. Cause I'm no, that's you. another one too. Hold on. Well, <laughs> no, I had before heard. about alone. Yeah. No one's alone at Christmas. I have one, but I haven't recorded that one yet either, but I'm working on that one. But yeah. <laughs> After Halloween is when the madness starts By mid-December my blood pressure's off the charts So much to do before the big day is here It's a wonder I stay sane this crazy time of year Shopping lines and traffic as I run all over town All the hustle and the bustle has really run me down Santa, take me with you back to the North Pole So I can hibernate and rejuvenate my weary soul All I want for Christmas 
Midnight will be clear. Now that that's got uh, another one with two meanings, as we say. There's it's a little bit more. Um, um, there's there's more of a serious side to this, isn't there? I was extremely attracted to it because I'd never heard a Christmas song about sobriety and recovery, and the idea that because I come from a Latin culture and I, you know, every Christmas. Growing up, there were parties, drinking was mandatory, um, and everyone drank till they were silly. And it just, it, so it was a common thing that people, again, identify with. And the idea that there was a Christmas song that talked about, okay, I'm giving up the bottle, you know, that for me was a serious thing because I know a lot of people go through uh, coping um, with either family loss or whatever it is that they're dealing with and they've gone to alcoholism. Um, I've never um, been an alcoholic, uh, neither has Rick, but I think we've identified with it. And so when he did his film and I was in the film and I heard it, I asked him, I said, how would you feel about me doing this? And he, I would love to record this. And he, and he said, I'd be honored. And I thought... I got to do this song. I thought it would fit really well with, with my messaging. Um, so, so the idea of, you know, this Christmas will be the first one in a long time. Midnight will be clear. The idea that, that suddenly I can see through clear eyes because there's no glaze. Um, I'm present. I'm no longer relying on alcohol and I can really enjoy what is surrounding me. And I, I got the idea for this song. It's fine. I get ideas in just weird places or times, but I was literally kind of lying in bed and it was in November. I remember. And I was thinking of the song. It came upon a midnight clear and I just had the idea. Oh, 
what if, you know, someone that's their favorite song and, and they've become sober and this is the first midnight in a long time that midnight will be clear. So that's how the idea kind of started. And then I took it from there, but it's funny how people, so a lot of people think I wrote it from a personal experience or, you know, um, or it's my own story and it's not. And even when we did the music video, I had someone else play the part of the guy. Oh, Chris Allen did a great job playing the lead in that. And Tina, um, Lynch did a good job. Everyone did a good job. I was job. just a choir boy in the, vi- in the you video. Did, but yeah, I you was had just, to sing I had you a and minor, minor part, but okay. then I realized why I was really there. I was there to discover the song. Right. And I, I was, it was nice because you and Lupe did the little choir thing where you actually sang a little bit of, oh, yeah, it came, I think it came upon a midnight clear. So that worked out. It was really a fun video and everyone did a great job. And, um, I, I call it a music video. And it won an award, you know, at a festival. It did. Yeah. A small festival, small. Well, it, it, you know, um, but, uh, but, but people like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is my more serious side. Like I said, I, I do a lot of comedic stuff, but every once in a while I get serious, you know. It's Christmas Eve in the past. He would go to midnight mass. Sing songs of praise with gin on his breath, his mind in the haze. Not a day went by, he didn't need to get higher. The taste of each drink, as sweet as the sound of the choir. His favorite song of the season is always
will be clear. Okay, well, that's great. So now um, you guys will be with us all week long to keep everyone uh, festive until the new year. So um, I appreciate you uh, coming by and sharing some of your songs and some of how they how they happened. And to all your listeners, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from both of us, Rick and I. Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, Happy Festivus. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.